really excited. So Morgan knows this, but for all of y'all listening, I'm like super excited because I've wanted to, I've, I listen to like podcasts all the time. Like I think you guys, like my family is so sick of hearing me talk about like this podcast I listened to this week. Like I just, in fact, when we make fun of Rochelle yeah. and our family, it usually prefaces with, so about this podcast yeah. I heard this week and, and it's so she's accurate. a little obsessed with it. That's Rochelle like literally, let me just, pre- okay, so Rochelle came to me and I just get a text message randomly from her one day and she's like, we should do a podcast. And I'm like, if she wants to do a podcast with me. Uh, I'm like, okay, well, you know, what, what, what did you have in mind? I'm assuming it's something that we have in common. And she literally is like, I don't know. I just want to do a podcast. Uh, and I'm like, okay, so you don't have any idea what you want to do it on. And, you know, and so we had been discussing for, I don't know, probably at least two weeks now. Almost two More weeks than now. That, probably. Oh, it's been a while. Like, you know, this idea about how badly Rochelle wanted to start a podcast. <laughs> Mainly because and, I just like listening to myself yes, talk. Yes, no. you know. Uh, and, uh, and what we should do it on. And, and, you know, we jumped around to different, different books and different shows and, uh, based on our experience in life and everything. And we thought that starting with Gilmore Girls is a perfect fit, you know, just because of our number one life experiences, our relationship to each other. Um, and, you know, to give you a, a little bit more, um, intel on our background, I think Rochelle particularly is, uh, we already mentioned, you know, that we're we're sisters. She's older than me. Um, I have a daughter. Uh, I'm married. Um, but Rochelle, so Rochelle actually has a background in English, and and you know, for those of you who have watched Gilmore Girls, there's a huge, huge mm-hmm. background on you know, Rory is particularly obsessed with books, mm-hmm. and Rochelle reads more books than anyone I've ever met in my life, <laughs> besides listening to podcasts. In fact, when Rochelle <laughs> was a kid. Um, when our parents would discipline her, you know, we all got disciplined different ways. I mentioned in the in the introduction that I'm the unhealthy one. I'm not like ridiculously unhealthy. I just enjoy the occasional junk food binge. I mean, your nickname is Nuggets. My my nickname is Chicken Nuggets, and my daughter's nickname is Little Nuggets, <laughs> Little Nugs. Um, because, I've never seen anyone eat as much candy. As, yes. As so Morgan. in fact, like, actually, I have. A, I actually have. <laughs> you literally have candy. With I have you candy right sitting now. next to me right now. So if you hear like weird noises in the background, it's probably me eating candy while Rochelle talks. Or um, yeah, it's so I got put on candy. sugar restriction when I was a kid, and I would get in trouble. I would get put on sugar restriction, uh, meaning I couldn't have sugar, anything with sugar in it, for a whole week. Rochelle, on the other hand, when Rochelle would get disciplined, she'd get put on book restriction, and I'm dead serious. Rochelle would not be allowed to read, or she'd only be allowed to read like one One chapter a day day, or one book a day or whatever it was for a full week. That's how she got disciplined. (laughs) That's how obsessed she is with with books. And she's, Rochelle has a a bachelor's degree, bachelor's of arts in English. Mm -hmm. Um, um, She works um, for a publishing company. Mm -hmm. I'm a book Um, editor. We live here in the um, San Francisco East Bay, so she's a book editor. Um, So I think that she has a very good perspective especially when it comes to like the nerdiness sort of of Mm -hmm. Rory Um, we both are huge music fans yep um I'm a huge fan of especially 90s music. Yes, I, I, you are the queen to, of 90s music. To the music. point that I sort of need to grow up, but I haven't, <laughs> and I don't think I ever will. I still listen to the same crappy punk music I did when I was a kid, uh, with a little bit extra added on top of it, so I have that. Um, my background is not quite as relevant um, when it comes to work. I, I'm a registered nurse. Um, I uh, work in a PACU, a post-anesthesia anesthesia care unit, Um so, I mean, I have a medical background in that, uh, but I think it's more probably my background 
just so far as a new mom, a yeah. younger mother, and our relationship with sisters, but I think that's probably relevant to this is totally. Rochelle. Rochelle has a lot of opinions on that, and especially when we get into a year in her life, I think she'll oh, have yeah. more more opinions on that as Rory moves into trying to move into journalism and stuff oh like that. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I think, and I think you touch on something like, I have that English background, so I understand like the character of Rory from that perspective, but I almost... And we'll get into this, but I almost identify more with Lorelai being the older sister yeah. and, like, being the one who's been through, like, relationships that have ended. Like, unfortunately, I got divorced last year. And so I think I identify with Lorelai um, a lot more in the sense of, like, being an older sister who's been through that kind of thing. But then I also really identify with Rory, like you said, because of my affinity for books and reading and my general nerdiness. And honestly, I feel like my life does parallel hers in a few ways that I'll talk about, especially in the first season. Um, but I think, yeah, your experience as a new mom and then us being sisters and them having, like, a sis- more sister relationship as opposed to, like, a mother-daughter relationship is we can just come at this from a really unique point of view. And then like, I think also like we, we like a lot of the same things. Like we have a lot of differences, but I think when, when I wanted to start this podcast, I think the hardest thing was it was really hard for me to choose what we should start with because, you know, we played around with like, we're both huge Harry Potter fans. And mm-hmm. so I was like, Oh, maybe we could go through the Harry Potter series. We talked about Grey's Anatomy. Exactly. On my medical background, but there were, well, that's a different story. There were a lot of, a lot shows of things we and could books. have gone over exactly. for sure. Yeah. And so I think like it was really hard to choose. And so all that to say, I, I really just wanted to start a podcast. And to be 100% honest with you, I really wanted to start a podcast because I just wanted to spend more time with my sister, if I'm being 100% honest. Like okay. I wanted, I think She with, likes me more than I like her. That's 100% I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But I feel she like, just wanted an excuse to see her niece. Exactly. I just really want to see my niece. But I think <laughs> just with like with COVID and coronavirus and, you know, maybe if you're listening to this in the, in the future, you're like, what the heck are you talking about right now? Obviously, we're going through like... A crazy... A pandemic. Yeah, pandemic. Shelter in place. The whole world is shut down, essentially. Exactly. And, you know, like, Morgan obviously just had a baby, and so she's been spending a lot of time at home, and I live on my own, and I've been spending a lot of time alone, and and I feel like we we see each other every week, like, Mm -hmm. pretty frequently, but, like... It's been crazy. Having a baby in a pandemic has been insane. Totally. Michelle has had the experience of literally having to be completely alone for a while, you know, and she actually temporarily went and basically lived with our parents mm-hmm. for just a bit just because she was tired of sitting in an apartment alone. Totally. So this is kind of like a great start for us to do this because it, on top of giving you guys this wonderful advice and and our wonderful opinions and views <laughs> that you probably never wanted to hear yeah. on a show, we get to have something to do right now. So, And we get to spend more yeah, time together. Exactly. And like, honestly... I don't value, I think, anybody's opinions more than I value yours. Like, you're one of the first people that I want to hear. Like, one thing, and I'm sure our listeners will totally get this as they listen more and more to this podcast, but, like, Morgan is super smart. She's one of the smartest people I know, and I'm not just saying that because she's sitting next to me. I still have the postpartum hormones, hormones, guys. (laughs) Everything makes me cry now. But, no, you truly are one of the smartest people. Like, I feel like whenever something happens in a show, like, in the real world or in, like, the TV world or a book or whatever, I feel like you're the first person I want to hear your opinion because you're a very smart, critical thinker. And you look at things, and I think it's partly just who you are, but I think also you being a nurse, it's that background too. And I, I think that you're just one of those people that, like, if you say it, 
I pretty much believe it. Like, I hope. Thank I, God this is a podcast. Nobody can see my face <laughs> right now. Because I just, I, you know, I, as the older sister, I think I've, I've spent, you know, as the older sister, like, I don't want to like say like older sisters are smarter because we're definitely not. We just have different experiences and we, we go through things. We like to think they are. We do. We like to think they're smarter. (laughs) Just kidding. But I think because I experienced things first for the most part, I think. I mean, for at least, I'll say definitely a hundred percent for sure for at least a good majority of your life, you were definitely smarter than me. Sure. We're probably at the same level now, but I mean, we're, we're, we're very similar in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways, but in a lot of different ways, we're very, very different. And so, and I think that complements each other too. Yeah. And it's sort of actually kind of parallel to Lorelai and Rory. Totally. Lorelai and Rory have a lot of the same like likes and dislikes and opinions on things, but then they're also two, they're very, they're very distinct two different people. You know what I mean? Like what Lorelai does both for work and who she's interested in and everything like that. If, if Rory was in her position, wouldn't feel the same way, you know, and vice versa. So I think that, that is a unique perspective that we're going to bring to this. Totally. This but. is a really long intro, but all that to say, my sister's super smart. <laughs> we like a lot of the same things. I'm excited that we're doing this because it was really, I just wanted to do a podcast with you. So thank yeah. you for oh, yeah. indulging me. Michelle is the <laughs> podcast expert here. So, so that's why I'm going to let her take the lead on, on most, most of everything. I don't um, know. We'll see how it goes. But anyways, <laughs> starting with episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say in. first things first, uh, my very first thought, cause you know, obviously we're rewatching this series as we're going through this with you guys mm-hmm. and, and taking notes. The first thing I want to say is what in the world is with Lorelai's outfit in the first scene? <laughs> okay. Rochelle. First of all, let's preface. This was 20. Okay. The first episode aired 20 like, years ago. Okay. Okay. So I mean, we grew up in this time period. So I know that I see a lot of these scenes and I'm like, oh, these are totally like early 2000s, 90s, right. 90s outfits. And I can appreciate that. But in this first episode, she's wearing like the ugliest beanie and picture <laughs> you've ever seen. But, and like, they're supposed to be these fashionista people. So I don't know. Well, I'm a little bit of. judgmental on that. I you know. I guess so. Not they have their own style. Yeah. So I guess we'll just take that. But anyway, so this, the first episode starts out obviously classically with Lorelai and Luke in Luke's coffee shop. She's getting coffee. What else? The start new? to her personality. Right. She's talking as fast as she possibly can, you know. She needs coffee. Her little witty things that she throws in there and she needs her coffee and Luke is judging her and saying she's going to die of a massive coronary and you know I mean I added that but you know (laughs) um, all these things so that's what we're starting in episode one we're meeting we're meeting one of the main characters um, and another character who goes on to be a main character Luke which actually surprisingly so I one of the things that I'll constantly bring up because I love books like I said um, is I I read well I listened to Lauren Graham read her book Talking As Fast As I Can which is kind of like her memoir and she talks she goes through all of Gilmore Girls and one of the things she actually mentioned if I remember correctly which I another thing I should say is that Morgan has a really good memory and I have the world's worst memory so I have a really good memory I have candy in my hot mouth so. <laughs> I have a really good memory on select things, yes. let's be honest. Okay? But I have a terrible memory on everything. So, But one thing I do think I remember is that Luke wasn't actually supposed to be a major character in the show. Yeah, I think you've told me that before. He was supposed to be very minor, and I do, and I love with all of my heart because I am Team Luke forever and ever and ever and always. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's probably my favorite character in the entire show. It's a little early on to say that, but I feel like I can say that with some certainty. He's definitely in my top three. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that. that he is becomes I a bigger character. between different people. Yeah. I'll, I think when, each season. When we get different. into my favorite character, I'll, 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 I'll bring it up. I so. do have to say, though, I'm really surprised that you didn't start with um, the opening song 
in the show. I thought, like, of all oh, the things yeah. Morgan's going to mention. There she goes, her, right? Exactly. You know what's funny is I turned it on and I was like, I feel like I should say something about this song. But I was like, I feel like that's going to be too cliche to who I am. Because <laughs> I'm going to want to talk about the music the whole time. But you should. Because you're like, you have so much knowledge. Big on music. Yeah. I love music. and I wouldn't say I have a ton of knowledge. I, okay. We both have musical backgrounds, yes. for sure. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, this album came out at this time. And at that point, Although this artist was affected by this tornado. If <laughs> anybody could, though, it would be I know. You. I do know random facts like that about select bands yes. and select times. And I'll have those weird random facts often. But I, we grew up listening to this music, totally. you know. So, I, you know, who doesn't love There She Goes, right? Um, and I do think it was a great song to start yes. the song off, to, I mean, the show off with. Because it kind of relates to the character yeah. of Lorelai. She's kind of this... Almost like a whimsical person, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, there she goes again, you know? Right. Actually, like, seriously, there she goes again, right? Back to her own coffee shop. Um, but I thought it's funny that you said that because playing. the whole time I was watching the episode, I was like, oh my gosh, the music. And in fact, when Rochelle came over, so we're, so we're recording this right now in my condo. And when Rochelle came over, I was actually singing one of the songs from the first episode <laughs> when she came over. I don't remember what it was. But, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a... They also, in the first episode, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but, uh, you know, uh, Rory comes, so Rory comes into the diner, uh-huh. this is the beginning, and she, you know, asks her mom for lip gloss, and her mom names all these, I think Rory says, uh, oh, the dessert cereal, oh, so like, yeah. cereal, anything that's not a cereal Which is so 90s lip gloss. to have, like, yeah. a vanilla chocolate strawberry. I mean, I definitely did. did. I had, I had, like, Sprite-flavored chapstick, oh, yeah. and, you know, all that stuff, because once again, I'm Ugh, a sugar freak. Gross. Um... And, and my I, reaction was like, Ugh. like shamelessly probably would still have some now if they were easier to find. Um, um, but uh, Rory mentions that she's missing her Macy Gray CD. I just want to ask, like, how many people out there actually own a Macy Gray CD? Like Macy Gray. Also, doesn't Macy Gray just remind you of Spider Man? Like that's yes. All, that's also, all like I mean, I, I mean, no offense to Macy Gray, but like no, I don't know if I would voice, own a whole CD Macy like Gray CD. One song. It's just. But I've had a, sometimes I watch I watch Girl More Girls and they they do have some good music in totally. there. But sometimes I'm like, what is this? Is the most random band they could have picked out of like I don't know. Just like I get Macy Gray was kind of big at the time, you yeah. Know, but Macy Gray out of everyone you I know. brought up, I don't know. And anyway, so she you know she's missing your Macy Gray CD and there's that that scene where they get mad at each other and they both close their doors and <laughs> Rory's listening to. Seasons changing. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, another thing you should know about Morgan is she's really good at imitating people's okay. musical voices. No. Like Rochelle's she's got Alanis too much down. Yeah, no, I I'm do not a great Alanis Morissette impression for sure. Oh my gosh! But uh, you know, Macy Gray has that. You know, she's got that like kind of like you know nasally voice. I'm yes. not going to even try to do it again because now I'm like all embarrassed. So I'm going to not nail it. It at was all. really good. But you know, so, so Rory slams her door shut and she's listening to that song and it goes upstairs and then Lorelai slams her door shut and at the same time yeah. it starts seasons changes, you know, whatever, like the same song. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is such an old show. Like it just reminds you of hearing that song oppressively on the radio at the time. Yeah. I mean, that song played all the time. And and you know what? To be honest. I kind of like that song still. Every once in a while it comes on and people are like, oh gosh, I'm so sick of this. I'm like, no, I'll listen to a little music. Well, that makes more sense now because I just Googled Spider-Man. The first film came out in 2002. Oh, yeah. So I guess that makes sense because like, but I literally, it started playing There She Goes and you like immediately popped into my head because I was like, this is such a like Morgan Oh, yeah. Like this song. I love that happy music from the 90s or 2000s or whenever that song came out. You know, like I I love that kind of music. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan. So... 
it's a good way to start the show. Well, just um, all the like pop culture references. So I wrote down every time yeah. there was a pop culture reference. And you in know what? Um, in the because Rochelle is older than me. Rochelle's four years older than me. There are definitely some pop culture references that um, in the show. Just because when the show came out, I was much younger than the characters in the show. Um, there are some pop culture references I don't get right away. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I, I feel like I, I feel weird saying this about myself. I'm a bit of an old soul. Mm. So there is a lot of stuff that I can relate to in the show, even though I was, I, you know, was a lot younger when I originally watched it. Um, but that being said, there are some pop culture references that go over my head in mm. this show um, that they might not now, but they definitely did when I was younger. Um, so Rochelle's going to definitely probably be the expert on, on a lot of those um, some of them. I mean, there are some that still more, like I recognize, and they'll go over my head too. There's like, so many though that I'm sure that they'll. Oh my gosh! Uh, there's a lot of them that are going to go over. Both it's kind of crazy. Like I feel like half the time I had to like stop the episode and Google the pop culture reference, not because uh-huh. I didn't get, like. Sh- for example, like she says at the diner, she says like, "Oh, how Jack Kerouac of you," and I laughed oh, yeah. because I was. But as a kid, I was like, "Did I? I know that I know one. Jack but I, I, I wouldn't have kid? known it as a kid. Right? Totally. Yeah. Like so, I just and that's such a like. Um, Sherman Palladino's the creators of the show. That's like such a Sherman Palladino thing. It's like the pop culture yeah. references are just out well, the wall. Well, and it kind of also makes their characters, you know, right? Um, and 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 also that's something to be said for for Rory's character. Like she has all these pop culture references, and I kind of think about how when we were kids, uh, we didn't necessarily have pop. We wouldn't. I wouldn't say a whole lot of pop culture references. No, but we definitely had like you know uh, sayings that our family our weird little oh family gosh. did you know we tend to like <laughs> quote things from movies especially emperor's new groove yep that's our favorite movie um, of all time and so i think about we kind of do that not to the extent that rory and lorelei did and i feel like sometimes i watch the show and and i feel like it's sort of believable when lorelei says them and something i was actually thinking when i was watching the first episode is when rory says pop culture references like and she slides them in there with what she's saying sometimes I don't find them as believable because right. for me like you know there's that scene with Dean you know she's she's yeah. in the first episode you know she's at Stars Hollow High she's you know found out she's gonna go to Chilton uh-huh. and Dean is like standing next to her and she does the whole Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby, Baby thing. Yeah. And you're like, there's no high schooler. No. No sophomore in high school. This I is, haven't even seen so, Rosemary's Baby and I'm 28 years yeah, old. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't think I've seen it either. I might have seen it and just don't remember. But, um, you know, you, they reference later on that she's only a month late at Children's, which means that she's a month into her sophomore year of high school. Are you trying to tell me no. a sophomore in high school is like relating to Rosemary's Baby? Like right. in the middle of when she gets scared, it's like, I don't get spooked and I'm like, oh, wow, you're a real... I can't think I of think anything. I wrote it What's down. A, I don't remember. You know, Ed Sheeran in love. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking about pop culture references when somebody spooks me. So yeah. it seems, I don't know, especially not as a high schooler. Like, sometimes I'm like, I feel like they sort of try and make um, Rory out to be this kind of like edgy, different person, and she is. And sometimes it's like, it makes sense because she's kind of this like nerdy, lovable person. But then And they watch a lot of movies and yeah, she reads a lot of, of books. Course. And that, so it is believable. But you're right. And I get that that's what they're trying to do. And, and it is a first episode. So it puts a lot of pressure on them trying to introduce these characters for who they are. Right. So I realize they're trying to pack a punch as much as they can with totally. the first episode. But sometimes you're like, uh, that's not quite believable that, <laughs> yeah. that a high schooler is going to be doing that. And, and spinning off of that, um, you know, we we meet Dean in this Ugh, first episode. I'm, okay, I'm just going to say it. I'm team Dean. I know. Michelle I loves know. Dean. I love Dean, and I'll get into We have very why. different views on that. <laughs> Michelle and I have very different views on Dean. And while I can understand her views, 
we're gonna get into it. And again, mine come opinions. from mine come from my own experience in high yeah. school, and, and I'll get into that in a later episode when we get a little bit more into Dean. But mm-hmm. I am Team Dean all the way, and so I just have to say it. Like I literally, I wrote down. I was like, Dean, I love Dean. Team yeah, Dean. <laughs> I, I, I. I know it's very controversial. My first thought. I I I do not hate Dean at all. I I, I liked him when they were together, you know, and, and but he we'll has get his into flaws that later for on. sure. I'm, yeah. I'm not blind to those. Yeah, by any there's means. a lot of things with Dean that I don't love. Totally, we'll get into that. I feel but that anyways. way about all of Rory's yeah. boyfriends throughout the series. Oh, definitely. Um, and uh, so we meet Dean, and Dean, <laughs> to me, like what I said about a second ago with with Rory, and she's saying these things, and you're like, it's not quite believable. I remember, so I watched this episode, and the first thing I wrote down was was that I find it hard to believe there would be a high schooler that is as perceptive as, especially a high school boy, oh, yeah. who is as perceptive totally. as Dean. He's a sophomore in high school, and he's like, you know, I've been watching you from afar, and I saw you reading your book, and you didn't even look didn't up, and some guy hit it. It's like, and then I knew I had to meet her. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, there's no poet sophomore poet in high school like like this is not we're not like I don't even know I can't think of any poet right now I think what's interesting about Dean is and I'm glad you brought this up I think the interesting thing about Dean that we'll see later is that like you're right he's so perceptive he remembers the books she was reading but one of the things that they make really clear throughout the first couple seasons when she is dating Dean and then when Jess comes along uh, also we have total spoilers in this podcast we're not spoiler free sorry if you've never seen the show but you've had 20 years so whatever (laughs) Um, one of the things about Dean is like that they make very clear is that like he and Rory do not share similar interests, no. especially when it comes to books. And so I think it's very interesting that you see the contrast, right? Like the, he the automatically them, remembers yeah. these like Madame Bovary. Like what teenage boy is going to remember that she was reading Madame yeah. Bovary? I feel like I feel like um, I've never like even read he, Madame Bovary. He gets a little bit more real as the show goes on, yeah. but particularly in this first episode, I find him a little fake, like oh, a little totally. bit like totally unrealistic. There's no sophomore in high school that's right. going to be like watching a girl from afar and needs to meet especially no offense a girl like Rory totally because like I mean I okay just to give you a little bit of background on me I in high school I was not the cool kid I was not popular which is I, so shocking to I, me. I, <laughs> I really our brother was the popular one in high school we I don't know about Rochelle no. because Rochelle and I because she's four years older than me we just missed each other like mm-hmm. I was a freshman when she was a freshman in college so we never were in high school together but I particularly, I was not a popular person. Um, I I was a little nerdy, um, but like an athlete too. So I definitely was not Rory. I'm not like going and reading, you know, the Odyssey on my <laughs> spare time. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was still a normal person. But I, I you know, there's no boy like Re- like Dean that right. would have been interested in me in high school. You know what I mean? Right. And I and I and, and Rory like. She's a great girl, don't get me wrong, but when she was young, she's not that interesting, especially no. not to a high school boy. Like, no. there's no high school boy that's going to be looking at a girl like Rory, right. being the nerd that she is and never talking to anyone, being right. like, look at that weirdo over there in the corner. <laughs> like, I'm this hunky dean. I'm like this gorgeous young man, and I'm a sophomore in high school. Who just from, like, the coolest city uh, yeah, in the world. I like, moved he's from, from Chicago, Chicago like, and I'm interested in this little small town weirdo. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like... Like I, 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 and it was actually in contrast to um, uh, who's the Tristan, right? Tristan. Yes. In contrast to Tristan, who she right. meets at Chilton, who's kind of making fun of her. Yeah. As much as like his character's a little bit fake and how he makes fun of her, that to me is more accurate. Right. She's kind of a weirdo, guys. Yeah. Like she's a, when it comes to high school, 
she would be kind of seen and perceived as a weirdo. 100%. But you know what? I'm not judging for that because I was a weirdo. So I'm not saying that in a negative light. I'm just saying Tristan's reaction to her, like, because to be honest, there are people in high school who do like kind of nerdy people, but they're embarrassed sort of to admit it at first, so they kind of tease them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not saying it's an okay thing to do. No, totally not. But I'm just saying, you know, Tristan's making fun of her as being a Mary. Right. That is accurate. She yeah. kind of is a Mary. She's 100% She's a goody a two-shoes. Yeah. Like, oh, also. I kind of want to joke about her. If you did it, you know, he might have, Dean might get a crush on her if he met her. Yeah. But, you know, like, he's this hunky athlete. Yeah. And she, you know what I mean? It's, it's. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm just saying it's it very much a little a bit. Like it's, in this first episode, they're trying to push the character so much. It's kind of a little unbelievable. Well, it's a traditional yeah. trope of like oh, of every course. book and every TV show is like the hunky guy notices Fine. like the this super nobody girl. Shy. It's just like the whole and Twilight then she thing. Becomes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Bella and Twilight. Edward yes. is literally a, per- he's perfect. a perfect human being. Exactly. Perfect and she's vampire. kind of this brick no one who right. like came from Phoenix. Like she's literally so, so dull. Ordinary <laughs> and so like un- She's so ordinary, and I love Twilight. I'm not saying we absolutely, yeah, we don't hate the Twilight series. No, I love it. I'm rereading it again right now. We like to make fun of it, for sure. Oh, 100%. Because, you know, anyone with a being soul, a soul in their body likes to make fun of Twilight. Totally. Even though we love, like, it's a love-hate relationship. I love Twilight. I will defend it to the the day I die, even as an English major. But it's the trope. But it's the same thing. It's a trope. Yeah. And I love that you said that, because I think it's really funny when Rory's in school, and, like, the popular girls are painting their nails in this episode. Yeah. And then they are surprised that, that she's, she's doing the assignment. Doing the I'm assignment. like, oh, wait, wait. Yeah. I literally had to pause and be like, I wrote this out. I was like, she's an A plus, 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 plus. That's student. a Christmas story reference Christmas in case anyone's curious. That. I told you, Morgan told you we quote movies yeah. a lot in this family. Um, she's literally like an A plus, plus, plus student. Why and is anyone surpri- surprised? Nobody should be surprised yeah. that she's And she's doing... been going to this high school for at least a year at this yeah, point. Yeah, over now, the so it's year. Not like nobody knows And her. she's lived it's in a town her it's whole a, life. Yeah, it's a small town. So you can't say the high school's huge and like, I mean, I mean, and that, and that, to go into Rochelle and I's backgrounds, we went to a small high school, and this actually is something that we relate to a little bit more when we were watching, with watching the show, and sort of the reason we picked this show, Rochelle and I actually both went to a private high school, um, and Rory ends up going to Chilton, which is a private high school, um, so we have a little bit of a background on that. Um, so when you go to a small high school, you kind of know everyone in totally. it, even if you don't want to. Like, even if you might not know their name right off the bat, you know them vaguely, right. you know what I mean? So... To give background to what Rochelle's talking about, you know, they're sitting in the classroom and the teacher's like, oh, we're, they're reading Huckleberry Finn. Like, if you haven't finished it, you can finish reading the book. If you have, go ahead and start the essay. And, you know, the cool girls are in the back painting their nails and they're all shocked that Rory's actually writing the essay is, is the background here. But it's like, okay, you guys know her. Don't right. act like you don't know her. Nobody's surprised by that. But once again... I understand that they have, you know, what, a 30, 40 minute episode yeah. to try and make a base for these characters. Right, and set them up. And so yeah. I get it. Like, I get, it makes sense. And, and, and so as much as I'm critiquing, like, how sort of unrealistic some of these scenarios are, I realize that you have to somehow tell the background right. of these characters and create a character that right. you're going to have develop over these seasons. Exactly. In one episode. And that's a lot of pressure to put on an totally. episode. So realistically... All things considered, they did a pretty good job oh, yeah. with, with, with introducing these characters. You know exactly what they're going to be like. You know, and like, I think... Yeah, and it's just like when you when you meet Mrs. Kim for the first time. You meet Lane and Mrs. Yep. Kim. These are two characters that are very extreme. I mean, Mrs. Kim, the one quote I wrote down is she wrote, Boys don't like funny girls, yes. is what Kim said. <laughs> oh Mrs. God. Kim says. Boys don't like funny girls because <laughs> Rory makes a joke, you know. Mrs. Kim actively doesn't really like Rory because she's this, like, outside influence on her very, very Christian Seventh-day Adventist daughter, you right. know. 
and uh, you know, Rory's mom is is a single mother. She you know, doesn't so trust women without a husband, which yeah. I wrote down because we never meet you Mr. Never Kim. Never meet ever. Mr. Kim. I think he's mentioned ever. once in the series. I, I think even, I vaguely remember him being mentioned. I don't even know that he lives there. Like, I yeah, uh, did he die? I don't like, I, because like she's Seventh Day Adventist and she's so like kind of against Rory's mom being a single mom. I have a hard time believing that they're divorced. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, Especially with how religious she is. I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm saying like. I mean, my thought growing up is the guy's dead. I, did, like, I thought I, that too. But then you think that he, they would reference that because right. that's a huge character development for, for, Lane. for Lane. Yeah. Like, if she grew up without a father or a father that died when right. she was young, like, that's a, that's a, but they don't mention it. It's At just, all. Like, it's completely <laughs> ignored. And you know what? It's kind of funny. It's, like, it's it, a funny. it kind of, I feel like it adds to the mystery of Mrs. Kim and how literally yeah. insane she is. It's kind of like when you meet, like, so I was, thinking like when you when Lorelai like she goes to the inn so mm-hmm. she works at the uh, Independence Inn yeah where we meet Suki who's also one of my favorite characters in the show and but you meet Michelle and he's like he's just so Michelle is just his own He's sarcastic. Just, he's sarcastic. Blunt. He's arrogant. He's obnoxious. He's like again. You're setting he's up, one of my favorite. Characters, well, and he's also sure. like this trope of like a Frenchman who's like a not nice yeah. person. Which he's is like what the stereotype totally, or whatever right. that, that people have of like this stuck up Frenchman. Exactly. You know I mean? But he can be super mean to guests. But then Drella, the harp lady, is like going through the lobby, and Lorelai like chides her and is like, "Can you not be rude to the guests?" Yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait. wait. So She's Michelle. okay with it with Michelle doing <laughs> right. it, but for some reason. Which I thought was hilarious. But um, but it kind of shows you how much she values Michelle. Totally. Michelle because she 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 puts up with his crap. You know, yeah. crap and even brings him, him in later when they open their own yeah. inn, yeah. which is like way far in the future. But, but you know, I, I think you're like, I'm really glad you brought that up about Rory and Dean because like even Laura like calls out like, and I wrote, I wrote it down like right before Lorelai said it when she's like, I was like, what the hell is with Rory's sweater? Like, <laughs> what is she wearing? Is she's moo-moo? wearing this like massive moo-moo. And I was just cracking up when Lorelai said it. But you're right. Like, they're setting up this like really shy, like bookworm, like girl who is noticed by this like hunky jockey dude. But like, even her mom calls out like, dude, you're wearing a moo-moo. Like, nobody can even see what you look like under that yeah. thing like it's just <laughs> and it's but you're right it's this extreme because I was thinking about like I find it really interesting that like Lorelai everything she says is like so like she makes a reference about like when Rory when she finds out Rory gets into Chilton she says like I even offered to like do the principal and yeah. I was like and then Rory repeats it. She yeah. says, "Like, what did you? You, you didn't do, do the, the principal." Did she you? like yeah. says that, and then she says another thing. Where, yeah, you know, Lorelai does say things to her daughter that I mean, okay, so Rochelle and I grew up in a in a fairly conservative home, yes. you know, uh, and and so I mean, that kind of narrows our. It, it makes us very experienced in in like it gives us a different perspective on things where we might have a better perspective on certain things as other people but it also narrows our view of right. things that you're going to say to your children because that is not our, never my mother my would never that. ever say to ever. us oh I, I offered to do your principal to right. get you into your private high school like, I mean just, I wouldn't even I don't say know, that to maybe you maybe that's something that some moms might say to their kids but to me that kind of solidifies that the relationship between Lorelai and Rory is a very like sister relationship or friend like yeah. best friend sister relationship versus a mother daughter relationship is is little comments like that one and and it's funny that you brought that up because something I um wrote down um 
is is later on in the episode so so you know Rory meets Dean so now all of a sudden she's hesitant to leave Stars Hollow which is a, that's actually believable totally it's a, cl- yeah. a classic high school girl thing you meet a guy that you like right. and then you don't want to leave you know she doesn't want to leave her high school because this guy she likes right forget about Lane apparently you know <laughs> right, like, best friend she, she's she's fine with leaving the high school that her best friend's at but you know once the boy comes right. you know she lives in the same tiny town as him so she could see him as much as Lane but now that he's here she can't leave the high school right classic girl right High school girl, I guess. Anyways, um, so she all of a sudden doesn't want to leave. And Lorelai has already gone through the painstaking process of having to ask her parents mm-hmm. for help for Rory's tuition. And so she, she's mad at Rory for all of a sudden not wanting to go to Sheldon. And right. she, she finds out, you know, it's possibly because of a boy. Right. And she's saying, you know, Lorelai says it used to always be... Um, a democracy in this house. Yeah. We never did anything unless we both agreed on right. it. And my first reaction to that statement was like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, that's not a parent. No. Like a parent, no, no, nothing in a real, in a household with a parent is a democracy. Like, don't be wrong. Like, I appreciate parents that, that, that take their kids' opinions on things and I think that's a really healthy way to be a sure. parent. Especially when your kid gets older. Like, let's let our kid have an input on their own life. And critically think. Yeah, yeah, and and force your kids to critically think. I 100% agree with that. Like, I think that's a great way to be. But everything being in a democracy and we never do anything unless we both agree on it, that's not a mom-daughter relationship right there. You know what I mean? There's another, another glaring, that was another glaring quote that I heard where it was like, okay, what we've got here is it may be a mom-daughter relationship, but it's a very different kind of mom-daughter relationship, more yeah. of a friend one, you know what I mean? Something I think that's really interesting that you identified outside of this podcast, and one of the reasons I think why we wanted to do this is because um, you said something that I think is really interesting about the character of Rory and how she evolves, because, you know, they're trying to set up this, like, shy, like we've said, like a shy, nerdy girl or whatever, but... I would think, like, it's not in Rory's nature, and and Lorelai says this, like, it's not in Rory's nature to, like, let a boy get in the way of, like, basically her studies and her future. Like, her her focus has always been Harvard, school has always been her thing, and no boy's going to get in the way of that. And Lorelai says, like, like, me, yes, a boy would get in the way, and got in the way of what I wanted. Like, I literally got pregnant really young. And she's like, that's me. That's like, not you. Oh, Lorelai got pregnant. Lorelai got pregnant. <laughs> you talking about yourself and, for a second. I was like, wait, what? But it's interesting that Lorelai says, oh, it's about a boy. And she goes, oh, that makes sense. After all, you're me. And yeah. I was like, wait a second. Like, the whole so is premise. So she, right, she yeah. The whole premise of Gilmore Girls is that, like, Rory is this is not like Lorelai. But then we find out that, oh, maybe she, really she actually is, is which yeah. is, again, foreshadowing because, like, as we'll, si- we'll see later in the series, Laura- Rory actually becomes a lot more like her mom. Yeah. Which makes sense because, like, we are partially like our parents and, and even though we try to make different decisions than they do, sometimes we end up making the same decisions that our parents do because, you know, nature and nurture and all those kinds of things. But I just found it really interesting that I'm like, wait, so is Rory not like her mom? And yeah. she's, like, so focused on school and not on boys but then, I think literally in the first episode, yeah. Lorelai says, oh, you're you me. Are me. And yeah. I'm like, wait, that's... It is kind of a foreshadowing between, like, Rory's a different person, but also very similar, you know. And because and I think it would be believable that, like, a, a nerdy, shy girl might not want to leave her school because she doesn't want to have to, like, be in a new environment with new people. Totally. Like, especially if you're shy. That's yeah. believable to me. But Rory, the, the character they're sort of building on Rory alone doesn't make sense with the guy. But then, you know, you kind of see there, oh... 
Maybe she's not all she's cracked up to be when it comes right. to this, like, shy, sweet girl, you know, whatever. whatever. Well, because Lorelai says, like, Rory, you've always been the sensible one. Like, school has to be more important. Guys are always going to be there. Which is funny that Lorelai's saying this because it's the complete opposite of the choices she made. And she yeah. even identifies that, like, Lorelai is very Throw self-aware. Life she literally... Lorelai says about her own life when she's talking to Rudy is that she... Rudy. <laughs> Rudy is her husband. My husband is Rudy. <laughs> I'm sorry. So that might happen a lot. <laughs> uh, when she's talking to, to Rory, yes. um, is like, y- you want to throw away your life experience to be with a guy. That's what she says. Right. And so, you know, she's talking about herself, like that she threw away her life experience to be with a guy, aka Rory's father, you know. Um, well, and it's funny without how self-aware, like, Lorelai throughout the series is like, is both really self-aware at times, like she is in this first episode, yeah. and then glaringly unobservant. Yes. yes. And it's really interesting to me, like, how how that, how she, self-aware she is in this first episode, and yet that kind of, I think, goes away, like, we'll see later throughout the series. And, like, and it's interesting to me, another thing I wrote down is, like, when Rory's, t- so Rory gets all angry and says she doesn't want to go to Chilton, and they have this fight, and Lorelai's talking to Suki, and she says we don't fight. We never fight like about her and Rory. But then I think about it. I'm like, that's all they do is fight in this series. All they do is fight. That's something I come up with a lot. And I've said to Rochelle a lot. I feel like in this series, and I'm probably going to say this a million times. They're always like, Rory's not that kind of person and we never fight. And it's like, they say that a lot, but then they absolutely do the opposite every single time. Well, and Rory is like supposed to be this sweet girl, but literally the first episode, she has a bratty moment with her mom. She treats Lorelai Horribly, and Lorelai yeah. just went to all this trouble to get her into a private school so that she can go to Harvard and yeah. doing all the she's things hemming that Rory her wants. skirt. She's yeah. on top of working. She's being a great, you know, trying to be a supportive mom on top of work. I mean, don't get me wrong; like she's got her flaws, right? But, you know, but she's, she's going to trying to be school at night. You know? She's working full time. She's trying to get Rory into this school that Rory has asked for, like mm-hmm. asked, begged her mom to go to the school, basically. She's doing everything she can, and Rory treats her like crap. And Lorelai doesn't ever parent her about it yeah. she never like Rory never really apologized I mean she kind of apologizes after the Friday night dinner with the grandparents mm-hmm. but like not really like Lorelai just takes it and I'm like dude first of all our mom would have never yeah. put up with and, that and from a mom perspective I mean like the fact that Lorelai had a baby at 16 let me tell you like I I've only had my baby for a little over a month now and having a child is very very difficult and exhausting and it takes a lot of work and the fact that Lorelai had her at 16 and then raised her alone like I would not be surviving if I didn't have the help of my husband I swear right now it it's like man she's done all this stuff for you and you're, you're kind a of a little ungrateful <laughs> which is but, funny like you know just... this is we're, you know we're only seeing a glimpse right now right. so we're hoping that you know because don't be wrong as we come to see Lorelai definitely has her flaws when it comes to how she's with Rory, and yeah. especially when Rory gets older, I, I notice is 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 is, you know, once again, you are. She says the whole "you are me," and 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 something that I noticed that, uh, she says to Suki uh, when she's telling Suki that um, when she's telling Suki that Rory got into Chilton, she specifically says, um, you know, she's gonna have all of right. she's gonna have get the education I never had. Yep. And um, get to do all the things I never got to do. Right. And so that kind of sets you up to see that Lorelai sort of is living vicariously through Rory. Right. And so it kind of makes sense that the older Rory gets, she kind of gets almost more upset because she wants Rory to be exactly who she wants her to be, which is a lot what a lot of parents do. You totally. Know? I mean, I would say our parents probably did it. 
And you know, when you have a kid at 16, you raise them all by yourself and you put all that work into it. I can imagine you really want them to turn out the way you want them to turn out. You want them to have all the opportunities you didn't have. But I think in a way, because Lorelai missed out on so much of her life yeah. because she had a baby at 16, she, she had a different experience of life, I guess I should say. She didn't miss out on her life, but she did miss out on childhood. You know, yeah. she, she missed out on the education she wanted to get, you know. She's sort of living vicariously through Rory. And and I understand that that could be a lot of pressure on a kid, you know. Because, totally. I mean, I don't, Rory's not an oblivious person. I'm sure to some degree she probably feels it. Um, and, and that kind of, like, moves into... You know, we've we've covered we've we've covered a lot of the characters that we met. You know, Luke is the kind of a pessimistic guy. Definitely, as I said to Rochelle earlier, he's really healthy for a guy who owns a diner. <laughs> I love uh, him. Weirdly, I love him so you know, much. Uh, we have Michelle, who's kind of this sarcastic, rude character, right. but you know, is but he's is lovable anyway. Lovable person, yeah, exactly. We have um, Suki, who's this kind of like somewhat ditzy, hair-brained, clumsy, yeah. harebrained perfect best friend to Lorelai, you know, lovable as well. You so know what I mean? Um, uh, we have, we have Dean who's the hunky, yeah, like first mysterious boyfriend. first yeah. boyfriend. We already obviously have Lori and Lorelai <laughs> moving into, um, you know, Richard and Emily, you know, Richard and Emily yeah. going to the grandparents house for the first time, you know, you know, we have the first fight with Lorelai and her mother shown on screen, you know, where Lorelai's father, Richard, brings up uh, uh, Christopher, yeah, Rory's dad. And, you know, he, he talks about... The first thing he says is they're kind of... You know, he, he kind of blows off what Lorelai's doing. You know, and he's like, oh, how's your motel? motel. Yeah, Lorelai's like, it's an inn and I run it. You right. Know? And then he goes on to talk about how smart Christopher is, how he's starting this internet company. And it's always... It's kind of like the grass is always greener on the yeah. other side kind of concept, you know what I mean? Right in front of Lorelai. And... It kind of gives you a, a insight into why maybe Lorelai is a little bit the way she is. You totally. know, she goes in the kitchen, she gets incredibly angry, she's wash, washing dishes, and it's like, you know, if I had a parents, you know, I had a kid when I was 16, I worked hard to get where I was, I made it on my own. You know, she made it on her own. She, totally. She's a, you know, general manager of a successful inn. She got there by herself while raising a child. You know, she, you know that's like a success story right, right there. You know, she worked her butt off to get to where she is. And they're dismissive of her, and yet they praise the guy who had everything handed to him. I mean, right. he, because because Lorelai didn't marry him, he had the opportunity to go to Vassar to do everything he right. wanted to, to do. To be successful. To be successful. And here this guy is, you know, rich family, given everything he wants, you know, and her dad's praising him versus this daughter who's done it all on right. her own. And he and belittles he's dismissing her. her. So it's like, yeah. I understand, honestly, why she is so defensive all the time. Oh, totally. And that goes into when, you know, she kind of doesn't want the grandparents involved in Rory's right. life almost. And that's why she's kept her daughter away. She's defensive because she always constantly feels that maybe she needs to prove herself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she doesn't accept her parents' help and she doesn't want her parents' help. Right. And Emily goes on and says, like, you know, that basically she won't accept help from them. And I understand that because she feels the need to prove herself. Right. You know what I mean? Because constantly... You know, ever since she got pregnant, her parents, you know, she went from, you know, they act like she went from this bright star to a nobody. Right. It's like, you do have a somebody sitting right in front of you, you know what I mean? Well, I think it's interesting that you bring this up because I, I think, so it, it really struck me when Emily says, like, you never wanted help, you never, like, would accept our help. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because it's, she's so bitter about that, but I'm almost like, yeah, why wouldn't you be proud of your daughter for doing it on her own? And not asking you for things. And also, like, wouldn't you 
as a parent, wouldn't you see like, oh, my daughter really wants to do this on her own. I wonder why she won't accept help from me. And wouldn't that make you like introspective? Yeah, like, definitely. Why? And I think it's interesting. So when, when... Like maybe it's a flaw on your part. Like maybe, right. maybe because you've been kind of degrading her so much, she, yeah. she needs to she feels the need to prove herself. And it goes both ways because as a parent... You want to be there for your child. You yeah. want your, you kind of want your child to need you in a way. It's yeah. it's something that you, it's the role of being a parent, you right. know. And all this, and you hear this all the time. Like when when parents move out of a role where their kids no longer need them, it's it's hard and it requires a whole life change, you know. So I I understand Emily wanting to be needed, especially because Emily's whole life, you know, Emily doesn't work. Her yeah. whole life is revolved around like. Her the one stuff child. she does. She's yeah. one child. Exactly. One child. Well, she's all she's about raised. image all the time. Yeah, like, exactly. And I think that's part of the reason that they're, they're so angry yeah. is that they, it wasn't so much that they wanted, um, I, I don't gen, I genuinely don't think they cared about, I don't think they cared about Lorelai and Christopher getting married because they wanted Rory to have like both of her parents. I think they cared about the image that yes. it would portray. And, and I think, Emily specifically says, when you get pregnant, you get married. Right, it's exactly. It's the right thing to do. But you know? I think it's interesting that they, they both... Uh, they both of her parents say, "Oh, you never accept our help." But then when she does ask them for help, they mock her basically. Exactly. And like Richard, it's like, like you literally, why, yeah. we meet Richard, and and it's funny because Richard actually becomes one of my favorite characters in the whole show. But it, in this first episode, if I only saw him in this first episode, I would hate him because he yeah. comes in. Oh, I love his him. first yeah, scene. You wouldn't like him at first, and he yeah. goes, "You need money." Like, he just assumes you need money. But it's funny because she's never, ever, ever come to them yeah. and asked them for... Like, he, they literally say, you've never come to me... Or she says, I've for never anything. come to you and asked for anything. But yet he just assumes that she needs money the one time she yeah, shows up and she's, she's asking like, for something. in distress all over. Right. Yeah. And so I find it interesting that he is so like belittling of her and treats her so poorly for the one time she does come to ask them for help yeah. but yet emily's sitting there complaining that she's never asked them for help yeah it is an interesting and 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 i i do think that you know they they do try and pack a lot of character growth into a lot of the characters and i feel like they didn't quite do that on our parents and actually i think it was a good move because i think it kind of leaves a little bit of mystery to who her parents are right and it lets that it, it it creates a foundation for that relationship to grow naturally so you learn more about her childhood and stuff and like who the parents are and who she is because you do you go on to kind of love Richard yeah. you know what I mean you you love and him. even Emily and in fact I was just about to say we're gonna get to this but Emily's like my favorite character yeah. in the show I think she's hilarious I think I think that she's altogether a wonderful and horrible person at the same time totally. like they, I would, horrible is a strong word but like you know she has her flaws just like Lorelai does you yeah. know but but she is witty and she's strong-willed herself and yep. you kind of see how she is Lorelai's mom and it goes to you know who she is the person I'm sure who she was you know she's sort of like in a way the concept of like a I don't know if trophy right wife is the right word but she's basically a woman who was raised where you get married and you support your husband yeah. you know you just you are a wife that's your job basically yeah. you know what I mean and and that's the environment she grew up in so in a way you can kind of see how her view is narrowed and how she thinks the way she does. You know what I mean? So I, I love Emily personally. Yeah. I think that I feel like she, she gets definitely gets a lot better. You she know? is one of the, I think her and Richard both have the best character, some of the best character arcs, I think in the entire show. And yeah. I think, and to be honest, I think some of the best conversations that we would have, yeah. we will have is going to be related to Emily, Richard and their relationship to Rory and Laura. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And I think, I think with Emily, you're right. Like it's this trickle down effect of like she is the product of her environment and her parents, and then mm -hmm. she treats. And it's funny because Emily and Lorelai are 
exactly the same. Mm-hmm. They are the same person. And in a way, I think you see that parallel with Richard and Rory a little bit. Like they're very similar people in the way that they react to uh, the way like Rory reacts to Lorelai and the way that Richard reacts to Emily. But I just think that it, it's funny. Like I said, if I had only watched this episode, I would hate yeah. her parents. Like they're just so horrible to her. And they're, you're right. They're so forgiving of like of Christopher. And then even with the way they treat Rory, they're so like Rory is perfect to them. But I'm like, your daughter raised this girl. Yeah. Your daughter is a product or your your granddaughter is a product of your daughter's hard work and good and quote yeah. unquote good parenting. They're so obsessed with Rory. Right. But they Whereas just, most grandparents would be with their grandchildren. Right. Grandparents a parent is gonna be more forgiving of their grandchild's you know, Totally. They're more they're more accepting, you know, your grandchild throws a fit, you you know, you're not having to whereas you tend to be more critical of your own children. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I have to ask this question. Do you think Lorelai would have been better off if she had married Christopher. Like, what do you think about, like, if if this had taken a totally different turn and they got pregnant and they had Rory and they stayed together, like, what do you think? I can't say for sure whether she would have been better off or not. Because, I mean, realistically, like, to be honest, if a girl, it, it is a little bit hard for me to believe a girl would have a baby at 16, be able to raise that child and somehow work because you're still in school at 16. Like you're still in high school. Well, I you think know? she pretty much dropped out. Yeah. Right? But like you're, you're somehow like in this day and age, you can't really legally like, yeah, you know, there's, she works in an inn. So it kind of makes sense. It's hard for me to believe that a girl had a baby at 16 and successfully works her way up with literally no help from anyone. Like, right. who's watching your child while you're cleaning these hotel rooms? Like, well, a, she did have a little bit of help yeah, from she, the owner. I think she did. Yeah, but, the owner. I mean, and, and to be honest, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that they don't go over. I'm sure she did have help. That's what I'm saying. Because it's right. like you can't. It's an infant. It's not like you can be carrying an infant around cleaning rooms. Right. Like it's just not really doable, especially having an infant. And so she definitely did get help from someone. Um, and so. You know, and I'm not, and it does happen. Like these, yeah. these women, they, they, you know, it speaks to the resiliency of a woman. There are a lot of women out there who can have a child young, be left to raise a child on their own, and they make something awesome out of themselves. We see it time and time again, and it just, you know, it's not surprising because women are amazing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and and because of how successful she made herself and how proud she can be of her own life, I can't say she would have been better off if she had married Christopher. I can definitely say that. It doesn't mean her life would have been bad if she'd married Christopher. There's a lot of people who get pregnant young, get married because they got pregnant, and they have great lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think it can go both ways, you know? And I think, but I do think that because of Lorelai's spirit and her character, assuming that she didn't, you know, because you see the, later on in the, in the series, you see, episodes, you know, videos of her as a younger self, and she's kind of always sort of like independent and sarcastic and wants to go her own way. And seeing that, and that was before she even got pregnant, she clearly always had that person in her. And so part of me wonders, if she had married Christopher, it would have been out of her character. And I wonder if she would have resented herself Mm, for it. Yeah. Resented how she had held herself back from going and doing what she wanted to do versus marrying Christopher and him going into her father's insurance company and her kind of like being led along on the hand to become her own mother, to kind of become his wife. She becomes a wife and a mother. And... It's great being a wife and a mother. I am a wife and a mother, and I think that's wonderful. You know, but but just I think that it would have been against Lorelai's personality yeah. to have had that handed to her versus working for it. You know what I mean? And so I'm not saying her life would have been worse or better. It could have been great and she could have grown into it and you know, it would have been wonderful. 
But I, I do wonder if she would have resented herself if she had accepted it being handed to her. Yeah. Because it goes into, like, how she would never accept help. She's kind of that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I get that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm the kind of the person that I have a hard time accepting help and favors from people, particularly my parents. Yeah. I, I, I feel... I'm. I'm very I'm very independent person and I'm proud of that and it's just sort of the way I am. And so I get it. I can resonate with that, you know, and and if I had accepted the you know, just like a life made by my parents, maybe I would have resented myself for it too. No, I I 100% yeah. agree and I think she would have resented her family. And I I really don't think she would have had as great of a relationship with Rory. I think she yeah. sees I think she sees her relationship with her mom and she did the opposite because she didn't want that. And I think that if she and Christopher had been together and their lives would have turned out similar to Richard and Emily's, and I think that she thinks, Oh crap, like this is what my relationship with my daughter would look like. It would look like yeah. me and my mom. I don't want that. And she, I feel like she's also sort of like a I mean, once again we go back to that song that starts the show. There she goes. She's kinda like this whimsical big world girl yeah. you know when she wants to travel she you know like they talk about that later on and and i and i i think that she might have felt you know some people find a lot of fulfillment people get fulfillment from different things depending on who they are a lot of people find fulfillment in in raising a family and and a lot of people don't i don't i don't know just by the character that she is if she would have felt super fulfilled being a housewife right. you know and and just being like a wife and like a yeah, mother, I, I think. felt like maybe she would feel a little bit suffocated, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, if she had fallen into that role, I think it could have gone both ways. She could have either felt suffocated, or she could have made it a whole new beautiful thing. However, being held under Emily and Richard's thumb, yeah, to relying completely on their money, and I mean, her husband literally would be working in her father's company, you right? Know, so they're completely reliant on them. She kind of is. I think I think it's more likely she would have been suffocated because she's sort of she's she has she's her, she's reliant on her parents completely yeah. so she can't make it her own you know what I mean I think also she would have been would have hated like Emily constantly critiquing her parenting yeah of you course. know especially like well you're only 16 so you can't understand like I've yeah. been a mother longer than you blah 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 and it's like Emily is a controlling personality yeah she's a very controlling person you know what I mean very opinionated very and, strong and, 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 I'm not, and you know what I'm gonna go ahead and say being a a controlling person it sounds very derogative and I can't think of a better word right now um but it's not always a bad thing yeah like, you know taking being a person who takes charge takes control is not we always need bad. Like that. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times, unfortunately, when you see it in a women's perspective, people are like, "Oh, she's just being bossy." It's yeah. Like, no, it, she's being a leader. You right. know what I mean? Emily and Lorelai are both very strong, independent personalities. Yeah. And I think that maybe her separating herself from her parent, her mother, maybe was better. Yeah. Because they were able to be independent and strong by themselves. But in a lot of ways, I almost sort of feel like. The way that Lorelai left would hurt a mother more than it would have hurt Lorelai. Oh, interesting. To be honest, like, and I mean, my child isn't old enough yet for her to make the decision to leave me. She's right. completely reliant on me for literally everything. Like, she <laughs> can't even eat without me. You right. Know, she feeds off of me. We might think that Emily did it wrong or whatever and didn't do it the way that maybe, you know, Lorelai was a little too independent for how suffocating Emily was for her. But realistically, Emily loves Lorelai and she she loves her. She is her mother, you know what I mean? And she put a lot of work and effort and time and investment into her child and watching your child walk away from you. You know, Lorelai at least gets to be independent. She gets to feel the success for what she did for herself, whereas all Emily feels is 
my child has left me. This child that I've chosen a different life. Yeah, I put so much of myself. I've poured myself into her. I created her. I you know raised her, and now she's leaving. I think that that in a lot of ways that would be. I'm not saying harder because what Laurel I went through. You know, Laurel I having to raise a kid by herself and be independent and be on her own. That's very very hard. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent difficult. I think more when it comes to the emotional effects of it, you, you, it goes both ways. Emily feels rejected. Yeah, I think Emily, it's hard. It'd be, I get, I get on both ends why it would be hard to forgive, on both ends. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you as a child, your whole worldview is your parents. Right. You know what I mean. You're like, you you live to, be for your parents. Yeah. You know what I mean. They're your, they're your first heroes. Right. You know what I mean. Like, and so to be not accepted for who you are as your parent by your parents is an incredibly hard thing to with to withstand for yeah. sure and then on the other hand from a mom's perspective you know a child that you've invested everything in leaving you yeah it would be heartbreaking right. you feel like the ultimate failure you feel rejected from literally your own blood right like your own body has rejected you in a right. way you know and so well I'm sure she feels rejection in the sense of like again Lorelai didn't want the life that Emily yeah. had and so that and Lorelai made her own life right. whereas Emily lost her child which was her life right you know, I exactly feel like Laure, you know Emily she has all don't get me wrong Emily has her different things that she does you know like with the club and 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 you know all these groups and daughters the DA, of the, DAR, yeah, DAR you know, yeah. and stuff and so she has those things to fulfill her but but her daughter and her husband are her life. Yeah. Were her life. You know yeah. what I mean? And she's lost that. Her daughter right. left her and created her own life. I can understand why Emily is so heartbroken and resentful and almost guarded. Yeah. You know, they're both guarded. Yeah. You know? And so I guess what I'm saying is I can see it from both perspectives. Totally. Because I can I can see it from the perspective as having, you know, been a child that want you want to make your parents proud of you and going yeah. off on your own and then also being a mother and Wanting to wanting the best for your child yeah, and the, the only way that you know is and you best. want your child to love you back. Right, you know right. what I mean? You, you... So I, I think all I have to say, I think it's really you know interesting talking about this this relationship with like how Lorelai didn't want to be like Emily, but in a way she is very much becoming mm-hmm. like Emily. And it's interesting because like one of the last things in the first episode, Luke says to Rory, when he's talking about her eating habits, he says, you do not want to grow up to be like your mom. Mm-hmm. And Rory says, sorry, too, too late. Too late, yeah. And I think that it's really interesting that they end the first episode there because, again, this is, like, way jumping ahead, spoiler alert, but, like, Rory ends up basically becoming Lorelai in, in a roundabout way. Yeah. Like, even though they have totally different life paths and they make totally different decisions, she still ends up becoming exactly like her mom Mm -hmm. and I just I find it really fascinating that they set because as as angry as I am with the way that they did year in the life and we'll get to that point but eventually Mm -hmm. as angry as I am that Rory does end up like Lorelai they did set it up very quickly they yeah definitely so anyways Mm -hmm. a lot to be said for the first episode but I think it's getting into the characters you know this is probably going to be one of the most we're gonna have a lot of in-depth moments but I mean this one it's like there was so much to unpack here because we meet all these people you know and and all the different relationships between between everybody um so I think we've talked about how we want to include some sort of like sisterly advice kind of like reflected as what advice would I give to Lorelai exactly. in this situation? Or what advice would I give to Rory if she came to me in this situation? So you, if you, as sisters, that's what you do. You go to each other for advice. I think I would, if I had to give advice to somebody in this episode, I would give advice to Lorelai. 
And I think it's because, so I would tell her like as much as, as much as your parents have messed up, they're human. Parents mess up. They're not perfect. They make mistakes. But I think that I would tell Lorelai, even though you're the child, sometimes you have to be the bigger person. And I think you have to step up and I think you have to forgive your parents and decide that they do deserve a place in your daughter's life. They are helping you. And even though it may be with, you know, some, you know, they're, I mean, they're imposing kind of, you know, Friday night dinners on them. They're kind of holding this over her head and they're making mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, it's a little bit of coercion, but I think I would tell Lorelai that I re- like a relationship between you and your parents and then your parents and your daughter is so important yeah. that it's not the, your pride isn't worth it. Yeah. And and I know that's a lot easier said than done, but I think for me... Oh, definitely, yeah. For me, like, there have been so many instances where I could have let pride get in the way of my relationship with, like, you mm-hmm. or with our brother or even with our parents. Oh, anyone. Yeah. Anyone. And I think at the end of the day, it's not worth it. And family is the one relationship that will always be there, no matter how much you want to distance yourself from your family yeah. or whatever, you know, might come between you and your family. Mm-hmm. They are not the relationships you choose. They're the relationships you're born with. Yeah. And I think that fostering those relationships is so important. Um, and they're the hardest ones, you know, because, again, you don't choose it. But I think you can choose to not let your pride get in the way of those relationships. Yeah. And I think that I would tell Lorelai, don't let your pride and your hurt and your anger, which you're totally entitled to, mm-hmm. don't let that get in the way of the relationship that between you and your daughter her grandparents and her, yeah. and then you and your parents. Yeah, and their relationship together. And for anyone listening out there, you know, we're, we, we're, there is a difference between toxic relationships. Totally. And, and you know, if you, there's just, if, if there's somebody in your family that is in any way abusive or completely toxic to you, we're not saying that you need to be keeping those people in No, your definitely not. We're saying in a normal relationship, like with what's going on with Lorelai, there's a lot of bad blood there. Yeah. But, you know, nobody's ever purposely been terrible to or hurt you know anyone in that family and so yeah i agree like you know don't don't take away especially your daughter's relationship with her grand her grandparents because of your bitterness yeah you know what i mean and vice versa right and i would tell emily you know i would want to give the same advice to emily but at the end of the day because she's the mom and she needs to step it up but lorelei's an adult now yeah and i think you know she needs to and and i I will defend lorelei like Morgan knows, I, I do tend to defend Lorelai a lot, but I will say that sometimes you just have to be the bigger person. You have to suck it up and it sucks. It's not fun. Mm -hmm. But when you become a parent, I think, and when you become an adult, you can't continue to blame things that happen to you as a child. Like they will always be there and they will shape you, but you have to eventually decide like, or else you're going to put it on your own. Exactly. And and she does. She ends up putting a lot of her issues on Rory Mm -hmm. And it affects their relationship. And I think that so much of that could have been avoided if she had just decided to forgive her parents, you know, and and moved on from some of these things or not allowed them to taint her relationship. Yeah. And then you miss years. Yeah. I mean, you, there's, 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 there's years and, and important milestones in your life that you'll never get back. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, maybe Emily had been different to her daughter and tried to accept her. And if her daughter had accepted her own mother a little right. bit more, maybe they hadn't, wouldn't have missed all those years and missed all those years with Rory. You know, look at all the distance that that put in that family and how much more hurt and pain it caused. Yeah. When if a long time ago, somebody would have just sucked it up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and been the bigger person. And, and if they both had been the bigger person, 
probably in this case particularly Emily because she was the adult. Um, but, you know, just don't... Yeah, I agree. I think that's great advice, definitely. Yeah. And I would also say along that note, like go to therapy <laughs> which they yeah. which they do end up doing yeah, in, yeah, you're yeah. in the life which I think was absolutely brilliant it was much too late I think but yeah. not much too late it's never too late for therapy but I think Definitely, in the show yeah. they should have gone to therapy a long time ago yeah but I I just think like it's okay to ask for help but it's also there's a time and a place to just be an adult and recognize that something happened to you you accept it you learn from it and you grow and you make that it, it's it's it takes effort and people screw up people are human they make mistakes no one's perfect you're never gonna have perfect parents you're never gonna be the perfect parent you just do what you can to be the best you can amelia agrees yes amelia grunts in agreement <laughs> all right well that was a very long first episode there's, there's so, so much, much to say first episode done yeah i think i think as we know the characters a little bit better it'll be yeah but thank you guys for hanging in there with us. We hope that you enjoy going through Gilmore Girls either for the first time on your own or uh, re-watching it with us again and that we just were able to provide a little bit of fun kind of insight into the characters, um, you know, as it pertains to our own lives and our own experiences. And uh, we want to hear from you. So if you have thoughts or um, comments or anything like that, please. Comments, questions, concerns about our <laughs> Reach out. Uh, we will include some ways to reach out in the um, in the show notes. We're definitely looking forward to hearing from you. And um, on to the next episode. Yeah. Thanks so much. Bye. Say bye, Amelia.